Welcome to the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. Now, whether you're suffering hair loss from chemo, alopecia, or your hair is simply thinning out, I know exactly what you're going through. You see your scalp shining through and you're terrified you're going bald? Ugh, that is not a good feeling. But the good news is we found each other and I'm here to help you with all of that. Hi, I'm Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist and the owner of Very Best Little Hair House. I have been wearing wigs myself for over 20 years and I know firsthand wig shopping, along with the stigma and shame that goes along with hair loss, doesn't help, but I'm here to change that. I'm here to help you feel inspired, educated, and empowered about everything alternative hair. From the shame and stigma, all the way to wigs, toppers, why not all wigs are created equal. I have so much to say and so much to share with you, and I am excited that you're here. So take a deep breath, feel the love I'm sending your way. It's time to find and love yourself again. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Alternative Hair Alchemist podcast. I am your host for today. I am Deborah Heim. I am a certified alternative hair specialist that has a shop in Western Pennsylvania where I can help you find the wig that suits you, fits you, and doesn't look like a wig. Now, the reason that this is titled Alternative Hair Alchemist is because in my shop, I take hair for a person, the results are pure magic. And if you are looking for help in that area, you can contact my shop. We take one-on-one -on -one appointments and people are driving from further and further away just because the results are so good. Tomorrow, I'll tell you in detail how I think wig shopping should be and we can go from there. But anyway, for today, let's get started. Now, there are differences between wigs that not everybody realizes until you get a better wig. Now, I have women that come to my shop that have worn wigs for several years. They are amazed at the differences between the wigs. And if you're fine with your wigs wherever you get them, by all means, carry on. But if you are looking for something that's going to look more natural and be more you, there are some things I can tell you about to look for the difference. The first venture into wigs generally is what I call a fashion wig. Now, depending on who you ask, when you're talking wigs, people may use different terms. What I'm going to try and do is break it down into plain language that I wish someone had told me when I was starting out. So that's where I'm coming from. Now with a fashion wig, generally going to be very much less expensive. Looks good at the outset because they're getting pretty good at the styles and the colors that are amazing for a very inexpensive price. And I'll tell you, that is a great starting point for a wig. You generally, as you're going along with wigs, you learn a lot from the ones that don't work. So let me say that. If you've tried a wig that hasn't worked for you, figure out what you like, what you don't like. It helps you choose better, hopefully the next time. So with a fashion wig, generally the construction is going to be a little bit not as sophisticated. On the inside, you will commonly almost always find combs sewn inside. 
and those are meant to attach to existing hair. Now, I have found with fashion type wigs, they're generally made a little bit looser because the intended person is somebody that has a head of hair already. And I remember when I first started with fashion wigs and the combs were sewn inside, when I moved up to a better wig that had the medical construction, I was worried that the wig was going to fall off because it didn't have combs. And let me assure you, that's not the case. When you get a wig that fits you properly, that is medical grade construction, it's going to fit your head closely. You'll be able to be out in the wind and the rain. And especially if it's a synthetic, you can just get it wet and go and you're going to look good, girl. Seriously, synthetics, uh, I prefer them to human hair, but we'll get on with that a little bit more. Yeah, with medical grade wigs, a lot of people with thinning hair, when they come to my shop, they ask me if wearing a wig will rub and keep your hair from growing back. And that is absolutely not the case. But you got to find the right wig that fits you. And until I had my shop and fit women of all different sizes, face shapes, what have you, Every wig fits differently and it can be quite a challenge. And a lot of women that have worn wigs for several years that come in had no idea of what it feels like when a wig fits. And I'll get into that in another episode. How does your wig fit? But anyway, medical grade wig can cover a number of wigs depending on who you ask. But generally, the construction is made to fit close to the head. You're not going to have any combs inside to attach. It should fit you, fit you well. Now, there are things you can do when it doesn't, especially there's so many size variations. An average brand wig, depending on who makes it, is going to fit different people in different ways. So common remedies are to use a band to help your wig stay in place or a grip. There's several options out there. They even have an all-in-one grip cap with a lace front. So there are many ways to get your wig to fit, but my goal is to find you the wig that fits without that. I get a lot of petite and average petite women in my shop and when we're able to fit them with a wig that they light up and they're like oh my gosh I can't believe I've had to use this band all this time and so we get them walking out the door into a much more easy to wear solution so there's that to think about there may be a wig out there that fits you better now I always get asked a lot of questions about insurance reimbursement I will save all of that for a future episode. But the answer is some insurances will, for the most part, reimburse you towards a portion of the expense that you put as long as it is a proper wig that's been fitted by somebody certified or that has been constructed from scratch for you. And let me just, the honest to God truth is they don't make it easy, but the basics that you need to know is you need a prescription from your doctor and there's some paperwork to fill out and make sure where you're shopping for that that you trust and that they know what they're doing. Cranial prosthetics sometimes are made entirely from your measurements, custom made, human hair. There's all kinds of levels but my message to you is you can get a 
good fitting medical grade wig that's going to look and feel like hair. So if you're thinking, well, I'm not going to start because I can't get human hair or whatever that fits perfectly, don't let that stop you. The sooner you get into alternative hair, if you're wanting to go that route, whether it's a wig or a topper, the better off you'll feel. Now, there will be frustrations as you go along the way. Hopefully, the more you learn, the more you'll know going out. A lot of women come into my shop with something they've purchased elsewhere that simply wouldn't have worked for them. Like, say you have somebody that parts their hair on the left side and they bought a wig that they're like, I can't get this to part. Well, that wig isn't going to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So by learning what you're buying, learning what you're wearing, as you go along, you will get better and better at it. And don't let any missteps or whatever stop you. Because I'll tell you what, every day Facebook memories is a, a stroll down memory lane that can be kind of embarrassing for me because I'm like, oh my gosh. But you know what? At the time, I chose that because I didn't know any better. So don't be embarrassed or afraid if that's happened to you. I can assure you the hair for you is out there and I'm going to do my best to help you find it. So next thing I'll cover is the topper versus wig thing. And I'm going to tell you my experience with it and what I've seen in my shop. When someone comes in for a topper consultation, the first thing I look at is their existing hair. Not only do you have to have a good enough amount for the clips to work, you also have to take into consideration the texture and the condition of the existing hair. Because depending on the topper, your existing hair is going to show. Now, sometimes people with thinning hair, if you've had other changes that sometimes go along with medication-induced things with your hair. The texture and not so much the color, but the texture and the amount of your existing hair is a consideration. Another consideration that I find that people don't realize when they're looking online and they see a video or whatever of how someone simply flips the topper into place and goes, is if you have mobility problems, hand dexterity, or your shoulders don't work, it can be a little bit of a challenge to get the topper into place and securely down every morning. But even if it's a challenge where there's a will, there's a way. I have had people come in on their initial topper purchase. When they come back later for a new one, they have that baby like flipped into place, clipped on within seconds. But if you're going to invest in a topper without trying one before, just think about that. Now, the clips. The clips will pull on your hair. It's phenomenon known as traction alopecia. They can actually cause permanent loss in there. And I say that not to scare you, but because I've had women come into my shop that apparently weren't informed. So when I have a topper consultation in a class, I show you where the clips are and a lot of people don't realize you can move the clips. You can take some of the clips off. Now, in my own topper journey, I learned how to rotate the clips so that it didn't pull so much. So that's something that you can do. And also, there are grips for toppers. I'll tell you one of the considerations that you might want to keep in mind is making sure that it's secure. A lot of times 
on a topper consultation in my shop when I put the actual topper in front of them and the grip or whatever. Sometimes, depending on your existing hair, the more secure way to go for alternative hair is a wig. And I tell you this from my own point of view. There were a period of years where I did all kind of clip-in and clip-on and things like that. And the, the real reason was because I didn't want to wear a wig. I was terrified of looking like I was wearing a wig. And, you know, I find that to be true of almost everybody that comes in for a topper consultation. Because the honest-to-God truth is sometimes by the time someone calls and is ready to come see me, their hair is just really too far thinning to safely and healthily wear a topper. So keep that in mind. But generally at that time, when I show them, first of all, when they see the wig I have on, they're like, well, that's not a wig, is it? So sometimes I'll take it off to show them, yes, indeed, it is a wig and hair or no hair, we're beautiful, right? So if that's, we start sizing into wigs and generally most women are very, very pleased when they see their appearance in a wig versus a topper. Uh, one of the things to think about, toppers almost always are longer than they need to be and need to be customized by a hairstylist that cuts it in. However, there's been a few cases where someone has walked into my shop, been able to put a topper on and walk out because everything's perfect, but the toppers are the exception to the rule. And I'll maybe cover differences in toppers and stuff in a future episode, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of the overview of what you're going to look at when you're deciding between a topper and a wig. I wrote about this in my book, which is available on Amazon, and sometimes the promotion, you can get it free. I'll try and let you know or watch the Facebook, the Instagram, because when I do the free promotion, I try and let everybody know. But the reason I wrote it is because I was there in that point. I had nobody to ask. I put this together from my point of view of things I wish I had been told. It is by no means an encyclopedia of wigs or toppers. It's really not. But I discussed some of the anxiety I had, the fears, how a lot of the fears were just totally unfounded. I mean, I made this to be such a huge thing. And it's actually the reason that the shop was born because in my quest to find better and better wigs, my frustration with shopping, I designed a place that I know I'd like to shop at. We do one-on-one -on -one consultations, and when you come in, you are going to be treated like a VIP. One of the things we do is show you what you're trying from the front and the back. That's something that was very important to me. Also, when you are choosing something, something that may be a factor to you is different lighting. So I have different lighting sources, mirrors all through the shop, but um, getting ahead of myself on the shop, that will be the next episode, shopping for a wig and some tips on that. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Please tune in next time with me. Drop me a line through the website, Facebook, Instagram. I created a group on Facebook for this podcast, Alternative Hair Alchemist. It's located, if you find the shop page for Very Best Little Hair House, the groups will be there. I also have Wise Wig Advice Group, which you may want to join. Again, it's a closed group. 
there are other women in there that wear wigs, plus myself, I moderate it. It is a place where you can go and ask a question and get an answer from an expert or at least accurate. There are a lot of wig groups out there and sometimes I see someone asking a question and getting advice from somebody that there's often a better solution. So if you want accurate answers, that's what my group is for. So hope to see you there. So anyway, until the next episode, join me. We will be talking about shopping for a wig and I'll tell you more about how my shop is set up, why I do things the way I do and how it can help you. By having the choices in the instruction that you would get in my shop, it helps you make a better choice of a wig. But the wig journey doesn't stop. I can have, I have wigs that I love and it still doesn't quench my excitement for what's new coming out. So if you like wigs, you're not alone and hope you'll tune in to the next episode. Bye-bye. If you loved this episode and want to connect with me, please go to my website and drop me an email, verybestlittlehairhouse.com, so we can get in touch. And until next time, remember that you are beautiful, perfect, and loved just the way you are.